Hey guys, welcome, or welcome back, whatever the case may be. Glad you're here for a little while, I really am. Hey, Coach here, we're talking about uh, some landscape solutions for deep shade. Do you have something like that? This week we discuss some of the solutions and a combination of plants and other solutions to go along with this little no-grow zones, I like to call them. Those areas that receive little to absolutely no sunlight at all throughout the day. I'm glad you're here, so hey, I got an idea. Let's get started. Hey friends, Maestro here. Just dropping a reminder to check out the podcast description for discount opportunities and any important links. Also, if you're listening to this podcast on a specific app, please don't forget to rate and review the show. It helps us grow and continue to provide these free podcasts. You know, in many cases, deep shade spaces like what I'm describing here this week are rare in today's modern homes. The straight walls, little overhangs. But if you have an older home with some unique architecture, which I have been to homes like that, or you have bought into a home where a very mature landscape exists and you and your neighbors have large mature trees or unusual architecture on the property, you can get into this where all of a sudden you're faced with a deep no-grow zone that, uh, what, what the heck am I going to do with this area? Or you've had one, you've tried to attack it, and <laughs> just with little to no success whatsoever. You know, my first home in Hayward, California had a spot like this in the front yard. It was right at the base of the stairs, and I had huge, huge, huge wrong plant, wrong place. Huge camellias that kind of overlorded and shaded this area. And even when I trimmed back the big camellias by quite a bit, this corner down there, it never saw any sun. Not even June 21st, when the sun was at its highest point of the year. It never got sun, period. So what did I do? Initially, I tried the basic standard approach, you know, the shade lovers like azaleas and hydrangeas and even shady perennials. But they just kind of sat there and never really grew very much, never bloomed, and they just did not perform to my satisfaction at all. So, what, what was my solution, you ask? Okay, well, I switched it up a bit. That little area got converted, and it got converted to a small sitting area spot with a sitting bench. I uh, used some containers, and I got some ferns to do very well in there, and a ground cover that did pretty, pretty well, and I'll discuss that ground cover here in just a few minutes. And for the most part, it decorated and it kind of finished off this area that was just nothing but literally plain dirt, a little bit of moss, natural moss growing in it, and that was it. So, hey, the bench in the sitting area with a little bit of mulch underneath it turned out pretty good. So it worked, it looked nice, and didn't have to throw any more good money after bad money. And that was, you know, my whole thing train of thinking is that god damn am i doing something wrong i got a pretty i got a pretty big green thumb here and nothing seemed to be doing it i mean i can remember shoot six months after planting azaleas and they were just sitting there they wouldn't do nothing and so i said out you go and i pulled them out and literally the planting hole that i had dug there was like no root growth at all none and i'm going what the heck is wrong with this so the solution that I just mentioned. So let me ask, do you have an area like this or areas like this? I call them kind of dark and uninspiring. You know, you, you tried this and you tried that. Nothing, nothing seems to work whatsoever. 
finally, you just kind of walk away and shrug your shoulders and go, I'm, I'm done, I'm out. You know, do you have something like that? Well, I wanna share some plant solutions that might help and I want to stir your creative cauldron just a little bit to look at some other options that might work instead of plants in locations such as I've described. Well, let's first talk about the plants. Most people always want to hear about the plants. These are obviously plants that are dependent on where you live, what soil conditions you have, and the care and maintenance you want to put into it. Some of these aren't going to work for you depending on where you live. And you're gonna to have to get creative as far as maybe going to the local nursery and talking to one of the pros there and saying, hey, this is what I got. Obviously, this is where we live. What can work in that area? Deep, deep shade can be quite a problem sometimes. I'm not gonna give you a, a big old long list. I'm giving you a list that's kind of worked for me and it's worked for some of my customers over the years and I hope that they work for you. Remember my last landscaping practices we're in zone 9A up in Northern California. If you're in zone four somewhere, the winters might not work for some of these guys, but some of them will die down to the ground and they will come back up again. So give them a shot. Let's talk about perennials first. Uh, one of the ones that I really like is uh, called Brunera. And if you haven't seen them, there's green ones and variegated ones. And to me, they're a great, great perennial choice with a big, oval, almost heart-shaped leaves, and they come in a variety of colors, and they do have a nice bloom during the growing season, especially in the, the mid to late summer months. So you might want to look at Brunera. Another one is called dead nettle or lamium. Lamium will generally have kind of a variegated leaf, which tends to brighten things up a little bit, or if you use a ground cover or something like that uh, that's kind of contrasting, lamium or dead nettle is a great choice. Another one might be lungwort, lungwort or pulmonaria. They tend to have a great warmer months bloom to them. They do come in a variety of leaf color, variegated or plain green or silver and green. Try that one. You might want to look into pulmonaria. Another one is trillium. Now trillium can be a little tricky because they kind of prefer a, a moister area. So if like you're mixing something like trillium and lamium, no, not going to work very well. Trillium that I have found tends to like a moisture area. Lamium likes a drier shade area. So don't combine the two. Uh, and another one that I thought about is the non-variegated. Non-variegated like the blue greens or the green hostas. Most of the time, the variegated, uh, the creamy whites and the bright white and greens, they do better and they have more variegation with the more light you give them. So if you shove them into a real dark, dark area, they will survive, but they will not thrive but hostas can work. If you get into just the green ones or into the blue-green, almost gray colored ones, like Blue Angel and some of the other ones, that can be kind of a, an interesting combination. Mix it in with some of the other ones I've mentioned. Moving on to ferns, the ones that I have used in deep, deep shade, polystickum fern, the, the wood ferns work really well. Japanese painted fern works really well, and I love the colors when that thing first comes out. It will, it, all of these will die down to the ground and then come back up, except for my next one. Asplenium, the heart's tongue fern, that's an evergreen fern. But the first two, polystickum and Japanese painted fern, they're deciduous. And man, that Japanese painted fern, when it comes up with its, I guess you could call it bronzy and silver colors, they are really special to look at. They really, really are. Okay, moving on to some shrubs. Shrubs that I have used in deep shade that has worked out well. Japanese Aurelia, 
worked well. Uh, New Zealand tree fern worked well. Just be aware that it is a tree fern. So you're going to have to give it some space because they can, they can get rather large. Uh, and they will reach. They will reach towards the brightest part of your deep shade area to get as much light as possible. Also, uh, Oregon grape, Mahonia tends to work well. I like the dwarf one, but the standard one works just as well. Has a nice yellow flower to it. Even has a, an edible grape on it that uh, people have used over the millennia to make jams and other things. Make sure you check. Make sure you check on how to prepare it though. I have never prepared it. Um, another one is uh, Japanese Akuba, Akuba Japonica. Now the, the gold dust one, it'll be okay. It, it, it will, the variegated one, it'll be all right, but it's not going to get super big and it's not going to be really aggressive in any way, shape or form, but it does work in the deeper shade area. And lastly, for the little shrubby shrubs is a uh, Aspidistra or a cast iron plant. And they come in uh, dark, dark green. They also come in a variegated one as well. Okay, moving on to ground covers. Ground covers that I have used that worked really well in deep, deep shade. And I'll go through these kind of quick. So baby tear which is the one that I used uh, in my, my first house project I mentioned at the top of the show. Baby Tear works well, uh, Carpet Bugle, uh, Ajuga, and particularly the mahogany one always did well for me in the darker corners of people's yards. Another one is Japanese Pachysandra. That one works good. It is kind of a, a run and root type of guy, so make sure that you keep it in bounds or that you've given it enough space. I have seen people use Japanese Pachysandra as a lawn substitute as well. Underneath big, big, big shade trees, they tend to run and root over uh, surface roots and that kind of stuff. Another one is bunchberry, which is from the, the dogwood family. Bunchberry tends to grow naturally in more alpine regions and do really well in cold regions. Da, 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 da. See, I didn't forget you guys. And uh, they tend to grow on forest floors where very, very little light sometimes comes down through mature forest trees, etc. Another one is dwarf mondo grass. Uh, some people call it monkey grass. I do not know why, but uh, dwarf mondo grass works well. The larger lily turf mondo grass can work, but sometimes it just gets a little too tall and you really can't walk on it. The dwarf mondo grass, you can do light traffic on it. And lastly is... Uh, Solomon seal. I like the dwarf one and it also gives you a little bit of color as well. Solomon seal is not readily available all the time so you're gonna have to ask for it. Someone will probably have to special order it for you but uh, it does become available generally in the late spring early summer when everything is available so check it out. You can also probably find it online occasionally too. These are some of the plant selections that I've used not only in my own yards but also in customers yards as well. Now another solution to this problem is kind of decorative only and let me explain that just a little bit. What I mean is kind of a no permanent plant material at all solution or to compromise that is and I've done this on on numerous occasions and I've taught customers on how to do this and that is import. Import um, on a temporary basis and what I mean by this is imports are generally in containers and they get rotated in and out from a location where they really thrive and they're doing super well in a container and then you roll them over into this no-grow zone because maybe you're entertaining that weekend and you want to have it look nice so you have some extras in the grow zone that looks super good they're blooming or whatever and now you're going to uh, take them 
and put them into a decorative sleeve or something in the in the deep shade area and it really brightens it up then then if you mix in another solution you can have uh, especially in the warmer months you can do these imported container plantings on top of maybe freestanding water features and then you can have adirondack chairs or rope swings hammocks that kind of stuff those work really really well and all of a sudden you've turned a a nothing corner into something that actually works or you've turned a a nothing no grow zone under the big mulberry tree or something into an area that's actually useful and even though you've got rumpled rumpled roots and going crazies and it's hard to walk in there you can mulch those areas up or you can gravel those areas up to where it's deep enough where the roots aren't hindering your walkability around there so i guess my whole point of this is work with what you got and certainly not against it now if you take some things like fruitless mulberry tree uh the big trees that i mentioned last week that uh the big ashes the big sycamores things that just they they just don't allow anything underneath them these guys some of these solutions will work well especially the import type of solutions you get big old surface roots i mean sometimes you can't even get ground covers to go in there and then holy cow in the fall if you're having to rake leaves and everything else you're really going to tear tear the place up so man if it's nice and raised and you got a nice gravel area in there and you've got a water feature that works you import some containerized colors and stuff throughout the growing season yeah, you brighten it up and you work with it not against it you know your plant choices are somewhat limited as i've told you here i mean you could try other ones but honestly uh, go online and you know when i research this i didn't see anything that was new to me i see on some of the blogs and other stuff that were kind of like yeah I've, I've worked with that it don't work so well so don't believe everything you read there but hey everybody's location can require different things and what didn't work for me or some of my customers might work for you it all depends on how many dinero you feel like throwing at the problem to try and solve it so tell me if you have had such a spot or spots in the yard what has worked for you or are you still in the shade battle mode where you just haven't found the solution yet it's not the easiest of landscaping problems to kind of win over on and take that blue ribbon landscape blue ribbon home it just doesn't always happen so get creative do something different in there and i hope that some of the plants a couple of the solutions that i've kind of thrown at you here today will work for you and if they don't well hey at least you tried right guys that's what i got for you today i'm glad that you took a few minutes hope you stuck with me to the end if you have hey please consider signing up every week downloading this thing and taking it on the go wherever you happen to be listening to it on the way home maybe going to work whatever and if you have any questions you can always email me youryardcoach at gmail.com until next week or until i see you over on the youtube channel maybe over on the gram whatever it might be to your landscape success as always thanks for tuning in don't forget the website youryardcoach.com and the amazon store is always swinging there and ready for you anytime thanks for taking the time guys i'll see you guys next week bye for now
Hey friends, Maestro here. Just dropping a reminder to check out the podcast description for discount opportunities and any important links. Also, if you're listening to this podcast on a specific app, please don't forget to rate and review the show. It helps us grow and continue to provide these free podcasts. Again, thanks for listening to this week's show, and we'll see you right here next week.